0: Chronicles of Leadership Chapter 20 Jessica Gets Involved Jessica Lockinge I am seriously in favour of luxurious late lions during the vacations, but I've had to sacrifice that today in order to advance my plans for securing John Keane as a client for my detective agency. I've already established he breaks his fast early. He's a person of fixed habits, arriving in the car park in an ancient car, a golf I think it is, around 7.45am. Groan. My deduction is that Susie Yup cannot be a serious figure in his life, or he would clean up his car, especially of the bird droppings. Closer inspection shows the inside is very messy, confirming absence of any civilising guidance. I feel confident that my plan will work. My last attempt failed. I tracked him down to the dining room and was approaching him when Mr Scrivener also turned up. Would he like to have Jessica as a new member to our breakfast discussions, he said cheesily. Well, what shall we be discussing today? Music? Or politics, maybe? Or the economy? John Keane looked up from his uncompleted preliminary work on his egg. Leadership, I said quickly, wishing I'd arrived five minutes earlier. Ah, yes, leadership, Scrivener burbled on. Did I mention I have a book on leadership for you to review, John? It's in my office. It argues that leadership is an art, not a science. Not a new idea, of course. You can find examples as far back as the Socratic philosophers. John Keane nodded. Yes, there are the famous lines of Plato about a military leader being also able to run a chorus. That did throw me. I was getting out of my depth. I risked one more question, hoping it would not turn out to be a bad one. Are you researching leadership in ancient times, I asked, pointedly directing my question to Dr. Keane, his egg, or my question which would take greater hold on his attention? History, replied. Most leadership books ignore history except case studies of great leaders of the past. Scrivener nodded, still being superior. His specialist subject in Mastermind would be the history of everything. In a postmodern world, you must also understand modernity, he pontificated. But to understand modernity, you have to understand antiquity. It's probably a line he uses in his lectures. My mind was already turning to a future meeting with John Keane in the absence of Mr Scrivener. Then the next day, another chance came up. i have been waiting patiently and well-concealed a skill developed through the hide-and-seek training exercises Penny and I played when we were younger. John Keane headed for his customary table, put down his briefcase and collected his cooked breakfast. I moved in carrying my coffee and my reporter's notepad. John Keane My breakfasts are being interrupted by Jessica Lockinge. She's down for the Christmas vacation. Can I talk to you about my personal projects, he asked write about how society has benefited from the effects of a great leader. I heard my mother say you were our leadership guru. Susie Yupp says I have a faulty set of political antennae. Even I could see the difficulties that Jessica's request might bring with it. The politically minded members of the university, which make up a sizable majority of the faculty, would see me engaging in an opportunity to ingratiate myself with the vice-chancellor. I played for time by returning my attention to my breakfast. The half-life of a consumable fried egg is less than five minutes. I was putting at risk the enjoyment to be derived from a near-perfect specimen I discovered, a translucent, unwrinkled ovoid promising to be runny yet not underprepared. Did your mother suggest you should ask me? Jessica replied that her mother would be pleased to know she was working on it at all. That did not quite answer my question. Have you chosen any leader to write about? Well, yes, and that's why I've particularly come to you. I thought it would be interesting to write about the leadership shown by Dr Triscothic. What a tuckless thing to say, even for a teenager. Jessica must have interpreted my hesitation as signs of my speechless grief. A look of concern replayed his earlier one of guileless enthusiasm. Sorry, I'm truly, truly sorry. Didn't think of what a shock it might be to you knowing him personally. Of course you can't tell me anything when it's all so fresh in your mind. Are you having flashbacks to when you work together? When I hadn't been having emotional flashbacks until then, it was Jessica's words that momentarily produced a disturbing image in my mind of the inferno which must have engulfed my former employer. Then I refocused on breakfast and found myself staring at my egg, which I must have half-consciously ruptured. It was still satisfactorily runny. Beamer had warned me about being manipulated by the vice-chancellor. Could Jessica be trying to find out what I knew on behalf of her mother? And was the daughter as skilled as the mother at influencing everyone she encountered? I was about to reject her request out of hand, but then I had an even cleverer idea. I could use Jessica as a research assistant. Why not let her dig around what another scientist had become interested in? I'd be happy to help, I said, but just let your mother know. Even on a personal project, it's part of the learning experience for a student to consult as long as you indicate your sources of information. Awesome. She flipped open her phone. We could do it by texting when I get back next term. There was nothing for it. I took out my own antiquated mobile and consulted my diary where I kept its number and password. But you can't expect instant replies. I keep it turned off and I don't check it every day. She looked as if I had confessed to engaging in a form of self-harm. OK, she said, getting up. I'm really, really grateful. Must go. Want to catch up with someone. So, accept messages. My egg now looked distinctly congealed and unappetizing. I wondered if I could find another properly runny one at the serving counter. I turned over the idea in my mind for Jessica's project. Brush had said that Brian Tiscothic had created a laboratory in Meniscus, similar to the one that the famous scientist Rutherford had set up nearby in Manchester, and then in Cambridge. I would suggest to Jessica that she does a compare and contrast between Tiscothic and Rutherford. Whose work in some way could be said to have been a necessary precursor to the nuclear age and the atomic bomb and the global struggles for the balance of power in the 20th century. Not for the first time since my illness, I remembered the encounter with an old man who talked about such matters and my possible part in averting a threat of similar proportions. Over the next few weeks, Jessica was as good as her word. Jessica. Wanted to let you know I've just had my outline topic accepted for my project. Thank you for studying Rutherford. His life's inspiring how it changed the world and led to the discovery of the atom bomb. It was awesome that he did his research in Manchester just a few miles away. Back at college, weather dire. I took scruples over low jumps in the indoor riding stables. I now see why you suggested the comparison with Dr. Gothic. Did you know, by the way, my mother and the dean went to Dr. Tiscothic's funeral in Canterbury? I reply. Rutherford can only be connected with the discovery of the atom bomb through a long sequence of events. He was more scientifically active long before that, and famous for his great discoveries into the building blocks of matter. You can't really compare Dr. Tiscothic, even if he had lived to continue his work. However... You could mention that modern scientific teams still achieve great breakthroughs if they have a charismatic leader. Dr. Triskothic might be seen as an example of one. As for the funeral, I have not yet learned about it. I do not meet with your mother very often. Jessica Just had sports day. It's now over. Relief for me. No one worried I had a minimal part to play. I concealed my general loathing for the entire pointless event. Penny was a hit. She's finished second in the junior 1500. My mother was there, quite human. I think she was putting up with sports day as an excuse to make a visit afterwards to see my grandmother Elizabeth. She's found out there's something suspicious. Someone photographing all the animals at the zoological gardens where she's some kind of warden or other. I was wondering if it was connected with anyone from the university. That would be terrible. We're a very active animal rights movement. Do you see any flaw in my deductions? I replied, I can't comment on your story about the zoo lurker. This isn't enough information. I hope you're joking about getting off there from school to watch what's going on. If you're worried, you should mention your concerns to your mother and see what she says. My advice would be for you to concentrate on finishing your personal project. If you need another project, you may be interested in digging more deeply into the nature of discipline and control. Jessica Notes outlining the current state of my investigation into the death of Brian Descothic. An explosion at the factory owned by Meniscus International killed the laboratory manager, Dr. who who is a well-known scientist. I've discovered that the company provides research money to Ormstown, but it's also the fifth biggest user of animals in all of Europe in their research experiments. What vile acts must be carried out there every day? Dr. Treskothic recruits people from Ormstown undergraduates. Our university has grown fat on the results from countless experiments of animals there. There is more. According to his CV, John Keane was at Meniscus when Treskothic was there. He hired John Kane. A girl in my ear passed on to me the most astonishing news. Her boyfriend, says she, works at Meniscus. No one there is allowed to say anything about the explosion that killed Dr. Striscothic. I have a suspicion that our animal rights group is connected with all this. I've seen their leader about campus. He's quite a glamorous figure. But I need to check up on the animal rights group. If I discover they're responsible for the explosion, I will meet with this dando and demand they use only peaceful means of halting the killing and torturing of animals. Two wrongs do not make a right. Perhaps they will need someone of exceptional investigating skills, such as myself, to achieve such a change of strategy. Dando will in all probability enrol me as a member of the group, seeing my abilities, and I will have obtained my second client. Although he doesn't know it yet, of course, John Keane has already become my first.